all the pastors here, maybe all the pastors, y'all stand up. I know you already kind of got acknowledged or recognized. Pastors, ministers, evangelists. Hi, y'all. Thank all of you for coming. Give them a big hand. God bless you, Brother Peter. Thank all of you for coming. It's wonderful to have pastors come to the meetings because uh, if you can bless a pastor, you can bless a church. If you can bless a church, you can bless a city. If you can bless a city, you can bless a country. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so it's wonderful to have pastors and ministers here. Praise the Lord. Uh, let me tell you about some books and stuff. Um, this morning, we just started talking about this, this book, and we didn't even get close to finish, but we started talking about the God kind of life, the God kind of life. Man, I'm telling you, we just got lit up. I'm telling you, we got lit with, with the reality of this life. Amen. It's just amazing. And so it's just one of my favorite subjects. All religions give lessons. Only Jesus Christ gives life. Only Jesus gives eternal life. So this just kind of gives you a definition of scriptures on what you have when you make Jesus your Lord that you have. We know we have on the back row back there. We know we have. Did you see that lady on the back row back there? You're going to get somebody else one? Huh? Who else wants one? Um, then this one here is one of my favorite books for years because it's all about the Ephesians 1 prayer. And the Ephesians 1 prayer, wow, it's just amazing, the ingredients in that prayer. It's called Revolutionary Revelation, and every breakthrough in faith comes from a breakthrough in revelation knowledge. So more than just information, see that lady there, more than just information, uh, Paul said that we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. And uh, you can tell when you've moved from information to revelation, because I had a pastor say not too long ago, he's talking about um, uh, his ministry, and he said, uh, he said, I'm just so tired of people coming here in his church, he's talking about, and preaching on the gift of righteousness. <laughs> he said, if one more person comes here and preaches on the gift of righteousness, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> so I just didn't say nothing. I, but in my heart, I said, uh, that's a sure sign that you have no revelation. Because you can tell if a, if a subject irritates you, you just got information. But once you get revelation, you can listen to Mark eleven twenty three 23 every day. Amen. Amen. You can listen to the gift of righteousness when you got revelation because it does something with your eyes. It affects the eyes of your heart. And so it's more than just information. Information really will not produce faith. A spirit of wisdom and revelation will produce faith. So you need to get that book on revolutionary revelation. And then when you start hearing the word over and over and over again, instead of irritating you, it'll get you lit up. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, this has been one of my favorite subjects for 50 years. It's called A Man in Christ. And believe it or not, there are three new messages that we just did after 50 years. Three new messages. See my friend back there? Three new messages on who you are and what you have in Christ, your identification with Christ. And to me, it just gets better every single time. Every time it gets better. Now, the CDs we have available, but if you don't have a CD player, then you can download the Mark Hankins Ministries app 
Uh, if you've got a smartphone, download that app. The app is free, and all these messages are on the app, so they're all free. So you don't have to buy nothing. You can uh, watch the TV program, listen to the messages, all free if you just download the app or if you want to go to the website, you can do that. But here's CDs. If you, anybody still have a CD player, I think I have one truck. you have a CD player, ma'am? All right. Let me give you this. And believe it or not, this is uh, four new messages on mountain moving faith. <laughs> Giant killing faith. Four new messages. Believe it or not, after 50 years, God could still show you something new about it. Yeah. Man, is that lady back there? Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. We thank Pastor Greg and Glenna, just two of the best pastors in the history of the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Greg and Glenna. Amen. They're wonderful, wonderful pastors. And we thank them just for being such wonderful friends over the years. And uh, this church is one of the best churches in America, right here and wherever we are. <laughs> I thought we were in Appomattox, and I found out we was in the Spout Spring. So I guess that's where stuff gets spouted out, from the Spout Spring. Uh, but we are always blessed to come here. And uh, y'all are such dear friends, and thank you for your love for us. Praise the Lord. Uh, get ready for your offering tonight. Uh, we've been giving all week long, and uh, the giving this week will go towards our conference center. And our conference center, we've been working on it for two years, believe it or not. And uh, we've put in about $3 million, $3.2 million cash. We only got about $200,000 to go to finish it. So how many believe God? Well, that will all come in. Praise the Lord. And uh, we'll be uh, broadcasting. It'll be a TV studio. So we'll be broadcasting from there to millions of people every day. Amen. Millions of people every day. And you can just get the word out to people that you may never see till you get to heaven. Amen. So it's really an investment in people's lives that you may never get to see them or know them. And so that's what that conference center will do. Plus, we'll be doing conferences probably at least six or seven times a year on certain subjects. And so it's kind of like a dream come true. Amen. We got the property and then the conference center seat, I think, uh, between three or 400, depends on how skinny they are. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> we're working on it right now, making great, great progress. So we thank you for your giving, your partnership. Thank you for being monthly partners. Some of y'all just been such faithful monthly partners. Thank you so much for uh, your giving. And that makes it all possible. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the Lord told me one time, he said, um, when you sow into somebody's needs, you get your needs met. When you sow into somebody's dream, your dreams will come to pass. All right, let's try it one more time. So. Come on, when somebody has a need, thank God we like to help people when they're in need. He said, but when you sow into the need, then you get your needs bet. But when you sow into a dream, he said, your dreams will come to pass. Yeah. Woo, amen, amen. I believe in sowing to a dream. So let me give you a scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, where the apostle Paul talks two whole chapters about the importance of giving, which he calls sowing, two whole chapters. Amen. Two whole chapters. So apparently God has quite a lot to say about it, right? And I said he's got quite a lot to say about it. And this is really only here in 2 Corinthians. And uh, he's talking about a particular group of people, he says, in verse 2, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded to the riches of their liberality. 
That's one of the most unusual scriptures in the whole Bible right there. I said, that's one of the most unusual scriptures in the whole Bible. Did you know that? Listen to this. Listen to this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. They had a great trial. Great trial, not a regular trial. Amen. They had a terrible trial. Great trial of affliction, and they got really happy. Well, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty amazing right there. Most people, you can look at their face and tell when they're having a great trial. Here, they got really happy. You couldn't even tell they're having a great trial. He said, they have a great trial. They got real happy. Then it says they had deep poverty. I mean, not regular poverty. Regular poverty is bad enough, but these people had it cause it deep poverty. <laughs> you ever seen anybody with deep poverty? Well, I really have in, in many countries. Deep poverty. And then he said, out of their deep poverty, they abounded to the riches of their generosity. So they had tremendous financial needs themselves, and they gave very generously. All right, let's try that again. They had deep financial needs themselves, and they gave very generously. You really don't always give because the church or the ministry has a need. Sometimes you give because you've got a need. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you're giving, you say, praise the Lord, because I believe my giving's going to bring me out of something. My giving's going to take me somewhere. Amen. So he says in verse 3, he said, the, uh, they gave uh, to their power. He says, and beyond their ability, they were willing to give beyond their ability. How many ever gave and you just couldn't afford it? That's what he said they did. They gave beyond their ability. They're like, well, I really can't afford to do this, but I really cannot afford not to. Boy, it's getting quiet. I'm talking to faith people now. I'm, I'm talking to faith people, you know, and you have a deep need yourself, and you're saying, I'm going to be really generous right now because I'm not planning on staying in this condition. Well, you ought to get happy. In other words, uh, your sowing or your giving can bring you out. Wow. And so verse 4, it says, they, uh, they prayed us or they asked us, they begged us one time, it says, to receive the gift, to receive the gift. In other words, you know, you would almost think if somebody's very, very poor and they give you money, you'd almost want to just give it back to them. I've done that many times. And sometimes the Lord told me no. I said, well, Lord, I mean, it's not going to make a big difference in my life. They're giving. He said, but it'll make a big difference in their life. Amen. I want to give back. The Lord said, no, I want you to take it. Amen. I said, okay, I'll take it. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, it changed their life more than it changed my life. Y'all still here? All right. Look at verse five. And they did not as we had hoped, but uh, they gave of their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Verse six. And that Paul says, we left Titus there to finish the same grace in them. So Titus apparently stayed there to teach them about grace, and specifically about this grace, all right? Specifically, well, how do you know? Well, go to the next verse. He said, as you abound in everything, you abound in faith, you abound in your utterance, your preaching, your teaching, you abound in your knowledge, you abound in your diligence, your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. So Titus said, I'm going to show you how to access this grace because you're poor, but you have great knowledge, 
you have great preaching? He said, you're just broke. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, God gives seed to the sower. He don't give seed to the preacher. Amen. Sometimes people say, well, that, that works for you because you're a preacher. And I'll say, well, let me ordain you and see how it works for you. No, it don't work for preachers. It works for sowers. Are y'all still here? Because you can be a great preacher and be a great broke preacher. Amen. Well, I decided a long time ago, I ain't going to be no broke preacher. So I wanted to understand how this worked. Amen. So that it was my sowing that determined my harvest, not somebody else's. All right. Let's try that some more here. So he says, you are excellent. You abound, your faith, your utterance, your knowledge, your diligence. And then he says, see that you abound in this grace also, which means it's possible to really do well in one facet of the grace of God. Do well in another facet of the grace of God. And then just not do well in one facet of the grace of God. So he said, you're doing real well in these areas. He said, but I'm going to leave Titus there to teach you how to access this grace. What grace is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the grace concerning your finances. So go to verse 9, and he says this. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. In other words, he's saying, here's what happened in the plan of redemption. Not just you get saved, not just your sins are forgiven. He said, but actually Jesus became poor so you don't have to be poor. Where did he become poor? Well, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. And he was made a curse for us, so that's when he became poor. I heard a preacher years ago, uh, I was driving through St. Louis in our motor home with our kids going somewhere to preach, and that preacher's on the radio. And uh, he said, poor Jesus. He started talking about what a blessing it is to be poor. Then he started talking about how Jesus was poor. And he said, poor Jesus. He said, he's so poor, he had to borrow a boat to preach out of. He kind of gave that pathetic whine in his voice. Poor Jesus. He had to borrow a boat to preach out of. Imagine that. I thought, well, that don't mean he's poor. Come on, the guy that can walk on the water don't have to borrow no boat. The only reason he borrowed that boat is the guys that were using it hadn't caught nothing. And once he used their boat, he filled that boat up. Oh, you'd be glad for Jesus to use your boat, wouldn't you? Say, Lord, use my boat. Amen. Hallelujah. That preacher went on. He, he went on. He said, poor Jesus. He said, he's so poor, he got buried in a borrowed tomb. And I'm just driving along there, and I'm thinking, huh. I said, well, that don't mean he's poor because he got buried in a borrowed tomb. It's a bad investment to buy a tomb for three days. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, if you knew you was only going to be dead for three days, you wouldn't go buy no burial policy. Come on, you'd just say, leave me in the house somewhere. I'll be back in three days. Or, you know, just leave me outside on the porch. I'll be all right. I'll be back in three days. And it's so hard to find rent-a-tomb. I mean, you can't find rent-a-tomb anywhere. <laughs> Amen. Just go find rent-a-tomb and say, I, I don't plan to use it, you know, because the rapture's coming real soon, so I won't be here forever. I'll just pay you by the month. <laughs> rent-a-tomb. <laughs> no, he said, poor Jesus, so buried, got buried in a borrowed tomb. Wow. 
Praise the Lord. No, no, he's planning on being raised from the dead. Why don't you sit down? Lord have mercy. And you're a preacher. You ought to know better than that. Amen. Wait till I'm finished and then come walk in if you're going to wander all over the place. So uh, <laughs> if he's on my staff, that's what I would have told him. But he's a, he's a good man. Praise the Lord. Are you going to sit there or are you going to move again? All right. Let's stay right there. You're going to have to give double just for that. He does. He's a good giver. Oh. <laughs> wandering around looking so go over there. Why don't you go over there and check with him before you sit down? <laughs> so Paul, Paul says, Jesus became poor. When did he become poor? Uh, are y'all okay? Y'all, you, you need to go talk to her now? Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you need to go to the back row so you can kind of do what you want to do. Um <laughs> <laughs> but when I start laying hands on people, I'm going to really lay hands on you. <laughs> Bam, like that. <laughs> You're going to get a real fresh anointing. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Jesus became poor where? On the cross when he was made a curse for us. Amen. And uh, so when he was on the earth, he wasn't poor, right? He became poor so that you don't have to be poor. In other words, in my understanding, is you don't have to struggle with lack and worry about money all your life. All right, let's try it one more time. You don't have to struggle. Amen. Amen. It's part of the gospel. God said in Abraham, all. Nations will be blessed. That's part of the gospel. Amen. And so some people, um, they, they say that they're frugal. Have you ever met a frugal person that was happy? No, so a frugal person. <laughs> now, uh, we were talking today about frugal people, me and the pastor. And I said, no matter where you find a frugal person, you'll usually find one area that they are unfrugal. There'll be one area. I don't know if it's shoes fingernails, come on, lawnmowers, you'll find some area they have just gotten unfrugal. When it comes to guns, oh, let's keep going here. They, they just unfrugaled. But boy, they're frugal in every other area except the area they don't want to be frugal in. I said, well, frugal is really good at Walmart, but it don't work well in the kingdom of God. Amen. So if you want to access this grace, Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and Titus, or Paul, is going to teach you exactly how to access it. Wow. Are you ready? Yes. Amen. Because when you access this grace, he's talking about you being made rich. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. Y'all practice that word just for a minute. Say rich, 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 rich. <laughs> People always like to say, well, I'm not rich. Well... Well, you probably are rich in comparison to 96% of the people in the world. So the word rich means abundantly provided for. So how are you going to access this grace? Well, um, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, because he's going to tell you how to access it. He's going to tell you 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Here's how to access this grace. And when you access this grace, the Lord told me, he said, you'll look at your checkbook and you'll say, amazing grace. 
And if grace is amazing in every other area, y'all got really quiet out Presbyterian church or something. I said, if grace is amazing in every other area, now, let's try it again, because we do have a song called Amazing Grace. So if grace is amazing in every area, it should be amazing in this area. I expect it to be amazing. Amen. So how do you access this grace? So he goes in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and he says, he that soweth, soweth sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap what? bountifully. Now listen close. He says you access this grace concerning your finances and you do it through sowing. Now listen close. He does not mention any other way to access this grace. All right, let's try this. I'm talking to the pastors right now. Come on, because if pastors don't get it, church people sure ain't going to get it. He does not mention Come on. And there's a lot of things you may think, well, maybe if I praise long enough. Well, that's good. You can praise all night if you want to. But the only thing he mentions to access this grace is sowing. Maybe I need to talk to this side over here. I said, the only way, not three ways, not ten ways. He just says there's one way you access this grace. And he says you do it through sowing. Now, people say, well, I'm going to try other ways. No, he said there's just one way. And it'll have to be through sowing. We know the sowing he's talking about giving, right? He's talking about your finances, sowing, giving your finances. So he says, if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. He says, but if you sow generously or bountifully, he said, you will reap. Amen. Who's he talking to? People with deep poverty. All right, here's what the Lord said to me. He said, your sowing will take you places that your saving can never take you. In other words, thank God we all save. You know, we don't buy everything that little beady eyes want. But he said, there's something about sowing that can take you places in the grace of God that you cannot get by your saving. Are y'all still here? Sowing. So sowing is not throwing. Come on, a farmer just don't drive down the highway and throw seed out in the left and the right, you know, and just throw seed out and say, whoo, I'm sowing. No, he sows into strategic soil that has been prepared to receive that seed. That's right. Sowing in reference here is sowing into the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. Sowing, and he says, if you'll sow bountifully, you will reap what? Who's in charge of that harvest? All right, let's keep going here. So he calls it sowing. Sowing, giving is sowing, so you and I should expect a harvest. Yeah. So who's he really talking to? Well, he's talking to these people that gave out of their poverty. Hallelujah. What's he saying? You need to expect a harvest that's going to come back because you sowed generously. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. You could, you could become a professional at this. I said, you could get so good at your sowing that you could actually live off of it. Yeah. Somebody said, how in the world do you make a living off my sowing? Wow. Are y'all still here? <laughs> and so he says, it is a spiritual law that is guaranteed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
It's what? Guaranteed. Amen. It's guaranteed. The seed is guaranteed. All right. So he says, this is so. And so go to Galatians chapter 6 and then verse 7. And here's what he says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Same thing about sowing. And he's really talking about sowing into spiritual things, eternal things. In Galatians 6, 7, he says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That sounds like that's guaranteed, doesn't it? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And other translations say, A man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he sows. All right, let's try this side over here. A man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he sows. Come on, it is a spiritual law of the kingdom of God. When you learn how to be a sower, God gives seed to the sower. God multiplies your seed that is sown. God is able to make all grace abound towards you when you are a sower. Amen. So sometimes people say, well, I don't have any seed to sow. You're just telling me you ain't no sower. Right. Because God gives seed to the sower, and if you were a sower, you would have seed to sow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, I always got seed to sow because I'm a sower. God gives seed to the sower. <laughs> Come on, then he multiplies my seed that is sown, and he makes all grace, which means here he sends seed that you abound in this grace, See that you abound in this grace. All right, let's try it one more time. See that you abound in this grace. That means you will not abound in it accidentally. You'll have to abound in it on purpose. Then you're going to have to know exactly how it works. And then he said a harvest has to come. Woo! I like to think about praising and rejoicing just being a harvesting factor. In other words, while I'm praising and rejoicing, I'm saying, I know my seed is working. I know there's a harvest coming, and the devil can't block my harvest. That seed is guaranteed, and God's making all grace abound towards me. Come on, not just in my uh, abounding in faith, not just my knowledge, not just my preaching, but I got some money. I got money in the bank. I got money in my savings account. I got money in my checking account. Come on, I, I, I'm blessed coming in and going out. In other words, he says, seed that you abound in this grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. So the Lord told me, he said, do your sowing. Do your sowing where you're going. He said, when you receive spiritual things, give back of your material things. And then the word comes from just information to revelation because you determine the value of that by your sowing. You say, boy, that's valuable. Where do you plan on going? Well, when I was a young man, Kenneth E. Hagin was my spiritual father. Amen. And so we give a lot of areas, but he's like a priority. And so I set out to give a million dollars. And I passed a million a long time ago to give to Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Praise God. Man, I mean, I started off giving 100 and 200 and 500. Then I got to where I could give 100,000. Are y'all still here? Amen. Uh, I mean, if you'd have seen me 40 years ago, you said, I don't think that's possible. Just like I'm looking at you right now. But I'm just telling you this. <laughs> well, once you learn the laws of sowing, come on, God can take you places you ain't ever been before. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. You say, why were you giving so much? Because that's where I'm going. Come on, he's carrying the anointing that I want. Come on, what he's doing, I believe God wants me to do. He's publishing books, so I'm going to publish books. He's got a jet, so I'm going to get a jet. One time I took him to lunch, and, and uh, he had a Lexus this years ago. And he said, uh, why don't you drive? I said, yes, sir, I'll drive. So I'm taking him to lunch. He said, you know how to drive a Lexus? I said, yes, sir, I got one. He said, oh, yeah, you do have one. But under my breath, I said, of course I got one. You got one. I helped you get this one, and I got one. <laughs> Are y'all still here? Because the Bible says if you just give a prophet a cup of cold water in the name of a prophet, you're going to get a prophet's reward. Anybody want to know what a prophet's reward is? It's a word in season, man. I'm going to get a word in season. So when I go here and people say, well, I hope he gives a good word tonight. I said, I'm here. I'll bet you he's going to give a good one because he owes me one. You say, why? Because I'm in the partnership, baby. I'm in the partnership. I'm deep in the partnership. I'm deep into it. Amen. In other words, it's not a casual thing. You take your sowing seriously. And you can just give your way out of poverty. You can give your way out of lack. Come on, your sowing will take you places, come on, that your saving can never take you. Come on, you'll find yourself in the next 12 months, in the next 24 months, you'll find yourself in a place of abundance and riches, and, a, and you'll say, how in the world did I get there? People say, how'd you get there? Do you save your way there? Is it your talent? Then they look at you and say, no, it ain't your talent. Come on, is it your good looks? They say, no, it ain't your good looks. Now, how did you get there? Come on, your education. No, you ignorant thing. You didn't get there through your education. You ain't that smart. How did you get there? You say, I sold my way there. That's how I got there. I sold my way there. Man, you better be glad you made it in here. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, you start out where you're at and say, I'm sowing my way there. I'm doing my sowing where I'm going, and I'm planning on going some places. Amen. In the blessing of the Lord. And so I take my sowing seriously. Amen? Amen. So that I can go from sowing sparingly to generous. Now, some people actually think they're generous, which is sad. Come on, you tight wad. I said, son, I'm not talking to you, just somebody on the line watching right now. So some people actually think they're generous until they meet somebody's generous. It's one of our meetings, you know. Pastor David Sharon's got a great church in Vegas. I talked to him on the way here. And so one of our meetings, so my son-in-law, his church was just getting started. And uh, so people were saying, well, I want to give. And so my, my son-in-law got up and said, I'd like to sow $25,000. Pastor David Sharon, man, he had a big church. And he got up and he said, well, if he can sow $25,000, I can sure sow $25,000. What happened? One guy's generosity, let another guy know you are not near as generous as you think you are. Don't look at anybody right now. I said, <laughs> you are not near as generous as you think you are if you're wondering why your harvest ain't any better than it is. 
Oh, let's keep going. So tomorrow night's the last night. I said, if you wonder why your harvest ain't no better than it is. Amen. Because this is designed to produce a generous harvest. So the Lord said it to me this way. He said, if your giving don't affect you much, neither will your harvest. In other words, if you can give and go, well, there, praise the Lord, there. Didn't affect me much. Praise the Lord. Hope that's a blessing to you. Then when the harvest comes in, it'll go, God will go, there. Hope that's a blessing to you. <laughs> Come on, how many like to give to where it affects you something? And you're like, all right, Lord, there's some serious sowing going on here. And then when the harvest comes in, God says, this is some serious harvest coming into you. In other words, it's a spiritual law. That's the way it works, not some other way. Amen. So I asked the Lord one time, I said, well, I'd sure like to get one of those generous harvests. <laughs> How many ever wanted to get a generous harvest? How many ever got one? Hey, Y'all got one. If you have never got one, you ain't doing something right. That's why I'm talking right now. <laughs> Amen. Because once you make that adjustment, the harvest has to come. Amen. So I said, Lord, I'd sure like to get that generous harvest. I'd sure like to get that generous harvest. I wonder, I wonder if that's available. You know, I got up and told my whole church, I said, you know, somebody's going to give us $100,000. I told the whole church. And people looked at me just like you are right now. <laughs> you know what that, I saw that look on their face. It was like, well, bet your life it ain't going to be me, brother. <laughs> and I said, believe me, I ain't expecting it from you, not here. Listen. In other words, I said, somebody's going to give $100,000. Woo! Come on. And the Lord sent somebody to the church, put $100,000 in the offering, and I heard the secretary scream, and I thought a mouse got loose in the office, and she screamed, and she said, oh, somebody just gave $100,000. Had never happened before, but it's happened a bunch of times since. How many believe somebody could bring $100,000 right here into this church? Glory to God. Come on and just have the pastor and his wife hollering about it. Amen. Go, whoo, somebody just gave $100,000. Not just once. Go ahead and get one notch on your belt. Then there'll be another one. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I said, well, Lord, how am I going to get there? So I decided generous was going to be not only me personally, but I'm over the church, pastor of the church. So I have to determine if I want the whole church to get that kind of blessing, then I'm going to have to give out of the church corporately. So I had to tell the whole church. I said, this is what we're doing. And we've been stuck at $10,000 a week. But we ain't going to be stuck here next year. So we went 20000 a week, 30000 40000 50000 60000 a week, 7000 80000 90000 100000 a week. So we just kept going. We're still going. Now, if you would have asked me 40 years ago if that's possible, I'd say not likely, but it is possible. <laughs> How many of y'all believe some things are possible that ain't very likely? You're like, that ain't very likely. In other words, you try to figure out how it's going to happen. And so the Lord said to me, just because you know how faith works does not mean you know how I'm going to do your miracle. When you start trying to figure out how, that's what kept you from sowing is you start trying to figure out how you're going to get that harvest. 
Oh, let's try because if you believe the harvest was guaranteed, and yet you're trying to figure out how's that ever going to happen, I don't. I ain't going to do that. I I don't know how that would ever happen in my town. Come on, in my church, how's that ever going to happen? No, you don't have to figure out how it's going to happen. You just say God said that's guaranteed, and so if I ever sow generously, I'm going to reap generously. Come on, don't start thinking how. How is that going to happen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I said, well, Lord, I'd sure like to get the generous harvest. So I knew to qualify for that. Let's try it again. It's getting really quiet. And I usually have to preach on this until you get happy. So, uh, you know, y'all better start praying. So, <laughs> so he said, to qualify for that kind of a harvest, I'm totally in control of that. Me. Nobody else. Can't blame nobody else. Can't blame the church people. Come on. I'm totally in charge. That means I'm going to have to sow generously. Praise the Lord. So I asked the Lord, I said, well, how much is generous? Because I'd sure like to know because I'm going to have to start saving up or something to try to get to, get to generous. I'd sure like to know how much is generous. So I said, how will I know when I'm generous? How many of y'all like to know when you're generous? Because that's, that's the only way you're going to qualify. Yeah. I, there's not three other ways to qualify for this. There's just one way. You say, which way is it? It's the sowing one. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. People thinking, well, I'm going to get it some other way. Well, how's that working out for you? No, you're going to get it one way. It's going to be through sowing. And it's a supernatural harvest. In other words, it's a supernatural financial harvest that will come in greater than just your work. Greater than just how hard you work. It came from your sowing. Praise the Lord. So I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, how will I know when I'm generous? Because generous is totally different amounts to different people. Come on, because you can't say, well, generous is only a certain amount of money. Because it's a different amount of money to everybody. Because if only a certain amount of money could be generous, then that's going to leave out a lot of people. In other words, people may have more money than you, but you can actually out-generous them. Does that make sense to you? In other words, come on, they got more money. They may have more ability than I do, but I can out-generous them. <laughs> So I said, you got more money than me right now, but I can out-generous you, which means I'm going to out-harvest you. So I said, how, how, much, uh, how much is generous? Because so, anybody can do it. You could teach anybody to do it. And most people are scared to do it, though. They're like, uh, is there some sort of a trick here? No, there's really no trick. The problem is, is you'd probably fall for every other kind of trick and then wouldn't act on the Word of God. Amen. I had a guy call me up on Saturday night, a, a pastor friend, and he said, uh, Pastor Mark, Saturday night, he said, Pastor Mark, he said, there's, there's a new uh, guy, and he's opening up, he's starting to drill for oil, and this guy's got a lot of experience, and you can get in on the ground floor of this oil well. You can get in on the ground floor of this oil well, and we are going to make millions because we're getting in on the ground floor. He said, but to get in, it's going to cost $10,000, 
and I want you, you have to send it to me right away. A pastor called me on Saturday night. I told him, I said, first of all, you're the kind of person that my daddy warned me about. You want my $10,000 and you want it right now, and you're telling me it's going to some risky oil well somewhere. I said, matter of fact, let me tell you this. Just because you did that, I'm not going to send you $10,000, but I'm going to put $10,000 in the offering tomorrow. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, in six months, we're just going to see who gets the best results out of that. True story. Six months later, the oil well busted. Everybody lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Six months later, he had to end up working for me because I'm the one that's got the money. Are y'all still here? Come on. You fall for some oil well somewhere and they go broke. Come on. I see people, come on, mortgage their house to put money into an oil well at just a chance. But this is guaranteed. I said this is guaranteed. I said this is guaranteed. I got the word of the almighty God. I said I got the word of the almighty God. Woo! Man, God guarantees he's going to multiply my seed song. Well, I think you ought to get happy already. Say, God, come on. If you were thinking multiplication into the sub subtraction, you're like, I don't know. So the Lord said to me, always give with your harvest in mind. Well, that'll make you happy. Yeah. All right, I'm about to finish up here. I see going a little bit long here, but praise the Lord. Some of y'all are listening slow. Hallelujah. I mean, I wanted to access this grace because I work hard. Come on, I've been 50 years working hard in the ministry, hitting the road, baby, in every kind of hotel you can imagine, every kind of little town. And when they give you the offering from that little church, they say, wish it could be more. And you say, you ain't the only one. <laughs> Y'all still here? Come on, and you got 20 people back home that work for you, and you got to pay them. 20 people. So you ain't giving me a dime till you give me 100000 Getting quiet in here. So, so when, how am I going to manage that? Well, I'm going to have to believe what the Word says. I'm going to have to do my sowing. So I asked the Lord, I'd, like to, I'd sure like to get that generous harvest. I'd sure like to have a generous harvest that I could tell everybody. Listen, if you tell everybody when you get healed, you ought to come to church and tell everybody when you get a harvest of blessing coming in. I said, when you tell everybody when you get healed, you ought to come to church and tell everybody, I had a breakthrough financially, a harvest of blessing come in, and I know it came from the grace of God. I know it was the goodness of God. And tell everybody, because God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for anybody, he'll do it for you. If he did it any time, he'll do it here. He is God. He's my God. <laughs> Man! Woo! Thank God. 
And Brother Copeland, he is so fat, he lost 75 pounds. And he said he didn't have enough money, so he had to sew his britches up until the one pocket was in the back. It went from two to one. He said, my car's worn out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but one of the most generous givers in the history of the world, if you got around it. Come on, he paid a million dollars and paid every one of Reinhard Bonnke's crusades. A million at a time. Bonnke said, he's the only one that chased me down to give me a million dollars. Are y'all still here? Come on, but he started off with a broken down car, his pants all off, come on, tied up in there, and he said, I'm going to be a giver, I'm going to be a sower. Come on, if a man can go from that to bringing in $150 million a year, come on, if God's no respecter of person, don't tell me that God can't do something supernatural for your finances, greater than your job, come on, greater than your business. God is able to make all grace abound. God is able to do that in my house. Hey, my money. Ha ha. What you waiting on? You ain't getting no younger. We may not be here much longer. It's the one area that God said, I double dog dare you to prove me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. I said, I'll take you up on that dare. See if he'll not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you don't have room enough to receive it. Come on, this time next year, some of you are going to live in a new house. Come on, a bigger house and a better house. Hallelujah. Come on, God bringing you into new territory. Come on, this time next year, come on, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Come on, God's bringing you into some new territory. Come on, he, he brought them out with joy. Hallelujah. Hey, he brought them out. Amen. Yeah, got a bigger house. God made room for me. Woo! Glory! <laughs> Glory! Hey, you say that? That's where I live over there. I live in that blessed house over there. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh for me and say, ha! Sit back down just for a minute. He brought them out with joy. There was not one sick one in their whole tribe. He brought them out with silver and gold, and he gave them the land of the heathen. There must be a heathen living on your land. God said, I'm going to give you some land that you don't have right now. I'm going to give you the land. Some heathen's been having your building, your property, and your land, and your house. God said, I'm going to give you that land. Praise the Lord. Just go ahead and laugh for a minute. Say, oh. <laughs> uh, come on, you better look at me now. 
I said, you better look at me now because 12 months from now, everything's going to be different 12 months from now. You better, you better check me out right now and say, where's he at now? Because I ain't going to decrease. I'm going into some increase. Hallelujah. Some new territory and some new blessing. Glory to God. Come on, lay hands on your head. God. <laughs> the laws. Spiritual law. Ha, ha, ha. Sit back down just a minute. Ha, ha. Come on, look at somebody and say, you think that'll work for me? You think that'll work for me? You think that'll work for me? I don't know. I don't know. You think that'll work for me? I don't know. Man, when you see the word, you all say, that'll work for me. That'll work for me. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. All right, well, so I asked the Lord, let me try to finish up with this here, but some of y'all listening slow, so it's taking me a little bit longer. Because once you understand this, nobody can limit you financially the rest of your life. Come on, whatever's been on top of your head, whatever's been your ceiling, you say, we're fixing to bust that ceiling. Praise the Lord. Come on, you may say, i never gone beyond this. Come on, you get ready the next 12 months, you're going to go beyond that right there. Whatever that is, you say, I've never gone beyond that. I'll go beyond that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Woo. Come on, you may not go where no man has gone before. But you can sure go where nobody in your family's ever been. Let's try that again. We got a couple of amens on the front row. I said, you may not go where no man's ever gone before. You know what I mean financially? But you can sure go where no one in your family's ever been that place before. Come on, when they have a need, they say, I know, I know. He's the one who got the money. He's got the money. Come on, that's what my family says about me. They got a need. They say, well, Mark, he's got money. I know he's got money. Where did he get money? Same place you can get it from if you just learn the laws of sowing and reaping and just act on the word. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Oh, glory to God. God loves a happy, cheerful giver. Come on, whose heart is in his giving. I said, God loves it. Amen. When you're generous in your giving, not just tonight, but for the rest of your life, whatever the minimum is, you say, I'm not doing the minimum no more. I'm going into the maximum from here on out. I'm going into new territory. Whoa. So I went to Kenneth Hagin's camp eight years ago, and you always bring a special offering for Thursday night. So I brought, I, I had, how much did I have, uh, 13000 or something like that, 12000 I had 12000 in savings because I told my secretary to start saving money. God said he blessed my savings account, so I thought, well, I ain't even got one, so I guess I ought to have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we finally started putting some money in savings in the ministry and the church, and so we got up to $12,000. So I went to Brother Hagin's camp meeting, and I said, I'm going to take 5000 out of that savings account 
<laughs> and I'm going to sow it. Well, I got there and I thought, I got my seed. I got my seed. I'm ready. I'm going to pull the trigger, baby. Come on, that account went down from 12 down to 7. Boom, it took months to get to 12. And I gave, had that five, and Dad Hagen got up and said, whatever you was going to give. He said, just double it. I couldn't believe he said that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I thought, I already brought five. God knows that's generous. I know it. Come on, I had to take that out of savings. I brought five. And he said, what are you going to give double it? So I started going, double it, Lord. We got five more. That'll be 10. I don't have two. And I was believing for 100,000. And I really need a million because I owe a million dollars. So I asked Trent, I said, what do you think I ought to do? I brought five. He said, double it. I said, you know. She said, just double it. I was like, that, that really wasn't what I was looking for. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> I was looking for a more reasonable voice, you know, to say, well, figure up your bills and, you know, get your budget out. Instead, I'm, a, I'm just going to grab a corn stalk, swing out over hell and spit in the devil's eye. And if it don't work, I'll just tell everybody everywhere I go that it don't work. That's what I told the Lord. I said, if it don't work, I'll tell everybody it don't work because I'm not going to mislead people. If it don't work, I'll just tell them it don't work. So I sold 10,000. My hands broke out in sweat. All the way home, the devil said, what you going to do if that don't work? <laughs> and I was like, boy, it's going to be sad. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, you reverse that and say, devil, what you going to do when it does work? That's right. So I just reversed it. Yeah. Well, it took me months to get 12. Now it's down to two. You say, well, what happened? The very next week, nothing. <laughs> you say, well, what happened the next month? Absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing supernatural. It was all pretty much regular. I'm, I'm reading my Bible. I'm like, eh, what are you saying? Yeah. You know what happened the next month? Absolutely nothing. But the third month, one guy came in and gave $100,000. And within nine months, that account went over $1 million. Within nine months. Praise the Lord. Are y'all still here? Come on, I'll just have to tell you that it does work. I'll just have to tell you that that generosity stuff actually does work. I'll just have to tell you it worked for me. Come on, it can work for you. Amen. Woo! Wonder what's going to happen the next three months and the next six months and the next 12 months. Who's in charge of that? You are in charge of that. Nobody else is in charge of that. Wonder what's going to happen the next 12 months. You in charge. Praise God. Yeah, hallelujah. Woo. Praise the Lord. So I asked this, and I'm trying to finish up here, but I, I see some of y'all hadn't lit up yet, so I'm just kind of watching you. Amen. Hey man, you might have wet wood, so I don't know if I can help you. But I... <laughs> Generous. Generous. Affects your heart. It reflects your heart. It affects you spiritually. 
That's probably the best thing is how it affects you spiritually. Wow. So I said, Lord, how will I know when I'm generous? He said, you'll know. I said, well, how am I going to know? I said, because, you know, is it a certain amount of money? He said, no. Well, how will I know when I'm generous? He said, you'll know. He said, generous is when you give and you never forget it. He said, because if you can give and don't, and don't even remember it a month from now, you ain't generous. He said, but when you're generous, it's when you give and you think about it. For months later, even years later, you go, wow, that was something. Come on, I scared myself and I'm fearless. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that one time, I gave that 25000 to that preacher that came to our church, and uh, I had to take it out of savings. He started crying. I said, you shouldn't be crying. I should be the one crying. I mean, I don't give you $25,000. I said, I just wanted to bless you. Amen. I received revelation knowledge. It's the most valuable thing in the world. So I want to bless you the best I can. That's the best I can do, I guarantee you. Amen. <laughs> and uh, a few years later, the Lord said, do you remember when you gave that 25000 I said, I will never forget it the rest of my life. He said, how much money has come in since you gave that 25000 So I started counting. And I said, $25 million. You thought you had to have that 25000 But that opened up the next $25 million. Go ahead and laugh about that. Oh, oh, oh. Woo! Amen. Yeah. Do you have anybody in your life kind of like my wife? She'll say, just sow it. Give it. Give it. You have anybody like that? Or, or you have somebody going, you better watch out. You better watch out. <laughs> in other words, he says, when you sow, you sow with a purpose and you sow with a promise. You sow with a guarantee. You sow on purpose, and you expect what? God is able to make all grace abound. I'm expecting a supernatural harvest. Come on. If I sow sparingly, it's going to be pretty normal harvest. But if I ever hit generous, when the harvest hits me, I'm going to say, <laughs> come on. I'm expecting somebody to give me a million dollars right now. Hallelujah. I said, somebody's going to give me a million dollars right now. Come on, I already passed up the hundred and the two hundred and the three hundred thousand. Somebody's give me a million dollars at one time. Ha, ha. And you say, well, 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 don't look at me, Pastor. I, I ain't going to do it. I said, believe me, I'm not looking at you. I'm just letting you know, and everybody else is listening. Every devil, every demon, come on now. I want to let the devil know, you can't put a lid on me. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. And God will multiply that seed song. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's see if I can get my wife happy. Hallelujah. She started laughing. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. God is able to make all grace. 
Come on, you ask your wife, you know. Dad Hagen said, well, if you was going to give a million, give two million. He said, if you was going to give 100,000, give 200,000. He said, if you was going to give 50,000, give 100,000. He said, if you was going to give 10,000, give 20,000. He said, if you was going to give 1,000, give 2,000. He said, if you was going to give 500, give 1,000. He said, if you was going to give 100, give 200. He said, if you was going to give 50, he said, give 100. He said, if you was going to give a dollar, give $2. If you wasn't going to give nothing, stay around and get saved and you want to give something. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, kind of just push the limit just a little bit. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha 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 Come on, there's some new property and there's some new buildings. Come on, coming into your hand. Come on. Seem like, seem like you think to get a new house, brother. Seem like God's going to increase your territory. He said, Lord, if you would enlarge my territory. God said, I'm going to enlarge your territory. Because <laughs> you've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Ha, <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and laugh for a minute and say, ha, ha. Come on, I'm not stuck. Come on, everybody say, I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I ain't stuck. I ain't stuck here. Come on, I'm not stuck here. I'm going to break out of that. I'm breaking out of that. I'm going to new territory. I ain't going to stay stuck here. Come on, God's bringing increase, hallelujah. He's making grace about, I ain't stuck here. I ain't going to be here. I'm moving on, baby. I'm going into some new territory and new blessing like I ain't never seen before. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Woo. The blessing of the Lord. Wow. Wow. The blessing of the Lord. <laughs> I believe in the blessing of the Lord. I believe God is able to make all grace abound towards me so that I have all sufficiency in all things may, may abound to every good work. Glory to God. I believe God is able to do that. God is able to do that. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah, I believe God. God is able to do that. I believe him. I believe his word. Ha, 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 ha. I believe God's able to do that for me. God is able to do that for me. <laughs> God makes all grace abound. Woo! Woo! Well, I slapped the doubt out of you. Hallelujah. Come on, I said, God is able to do it. I said, God is able to do it. Woo! God is able to do it. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory. Glory. You want to go there? I said, 
Some people are better drinkers than other people. I said, if you want to go there. And Praise the Lord. For there are changes, changes happening in your heart, in your mind, in your thinking, in your talking. Changes, and you are being changed from glory to glory. And even now, there are changes that are being rearranged for you and for the months that are ahead of you. So now press for those things that are ahead, for the high calling of God. Press for those things and stir up the gift of God that's within you. For there are things, new things, even a new phase of the ministry that I've called you to that you cannot draw back but press on in. Press on in for new territory. Press on in. Even fresh revelation given and the sound of your voice shall change and the word of the Lord shall come out of your mouth and it shall cause great changes. It shall affect people differently than it did last year or the year before. The word of the Lord shall come out of your mouth and the sound of that word and the sound of that faith and the sound of great boldness shall cause the enemy to flee and to run and be pushed back so that you can go forward and you'll lead and influence others to go forward. So recognize a new season and new time in your life and press press for those things that are ahead and shake off the dust of the past. Remember no longer the former things. I'll do a new thing now, saith the Lord, and a fresh anointing shall come upon you and the Word shall have fresh revelation and new faith and greater faith shall cause you to go forward and mountains shall move. Things that have limited and hindered you before, realize it's a new day and don't look back and go forward in a new way. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And in the glory of God, the, one of the words, Mark, is promotion. And mm-hmm. I just hear that while you're, whole, while you're prophesying, promotion. So, Tebe Shobareko, Enale Kude Vasike, Ishalavieto. So, take it, Emoreka la Masu, Eshalabeketo lo Mosereato, Azabokede, Yemalakazete, E Roshalamarekos. For there now is a time for you to move up. For a promotion coming from the head of the church, that I'll set you in your place in the body of Christ, and I'll make room for you to function in a larger place and a wider place with a greater influence. So there's a promotion that is coming up for you because you've been faithful in a few things, and now I'll bring you out into greater influence and a greater fruitfulness and a greater harvest. So promotion, so do not draw back. Do not allow the enemy to trick you and trap you in these days, for you will go forward and you'll lay aside every weight, sin that would easily be set you, and you'll run your race, run it with patience, ah, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, for now has come the time, and promotion, a fresh anointing, and a greater measure of anointing shall come upon you for such a time as this. Amen. Lift your hands up. Thank God for that. Lord, we receive it. We receive it. Thank you, Lord. Promotion.
Come on, promotion, increase. Promotion, step up. Come on, step up, step in. Promotion, promotion. Amen. The word of the Lord will grow and multiply. Aha, uh -huh. the name of Jesus will be magnified. Woo, glory, 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 glory. And it's not a small thing. <laughs> and once there is promotion, it will so don't look behind. Ah, the promotion that comes from the Lord so sets you on a new course, a new course, and shall bring you in through a greater door, a great and effectual door a door of ministry and a door of utterance like you have never had before. And you'll enter into that door. For there are many adversaries that have tried year after year to close that door, to keep you from going through that door. But now in this season, I've strengthened you by my spirit. I've given you fresh understanding and revelation. And now you'll realize this is the time. I'll go through that door. I'll no longer look at myself the way I used to, but I'll stand and function in the office or offices God has called me to function in. And there, Lord, you'll use me however you choose to be a blessing to the body of Christ, to feed your sheep and to feed your lambs and to serve however you want me to serve. Lord, you use me in these days, and I'll step forward to a promotion and go through a greater door. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, lift your hands up. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Ronda Rabakase Brevesto. Ha ha ha. Ah, come on, just see yourself going through a new door. New door. A new door. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, open your mouth and praise the Lord a while. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Use me however you choose. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Dad Hagen, one of his prayers in his book, uh, The Gifts and Callings of God, he said, your prayer, our prayer would be, I will allow the Lord Jesus Christ the head of the church to set me in my place in the body of Christ to minister and to serve however he desires and as however he chooses. Not, not trying to seek or desiring my own glory or that my own name or ministry would be magnified, but that the name of Jesus would be magnified, that I'll be a blessing unto others. Hallelujah. That I'll stay little in my own eyes and prefer others ahead of me. Lift your hands up and let's thank him. Lord, you use us however you choose. We'll be faithful. We'll serve in the body of Christ. You use us however you choose. Hallelujah. You promote us in whatever way you want to promote us. Thank you, Lord. You open doors. You make a way. Fresh revelation, fresh anointing. Amen. You strengthen our inner man to do your will. Ha, ha, ha. In these last days, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 